All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving, blue line, chance, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night if you're lining up for a good trail. Way to go, gang. In the zone, Sikora kicked it out, got it back near side of Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Stop! Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 3, Episode 18, a very special edition of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Seguin. With me, as always, we got Michael Beebs Bondi. How's it going, Beebs? Doing good, doing good. Um, not a lot of news today um, about the podcast, so, you know, uh, just just ready for a nice, chill chill episode. <laughs> and Dylan D. Berthew, how's it going, buddy? You know, guys, they say more money, more problems, but I, I just can't find any problems right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, big news for the podcast today. We finally landed a sponsor, so Woo! that's excellent news. Uh, very Woo! happy to be partnering up with MyBookie.ag. They are officially bringing the podcast to your guys' ears week in and week out. So thanks to MyBookie.ag and uh, be sure to head over to MyBookie for all your sports betting needs 
uh, throughout the season, whether it's hockey or the NFL, or if you're into basketball, I'm not. I know you two are, so uh, yep. you guys might be baseball. able to bet even more than me. And then, yeah, of course, come spring and summertime, we've got uh, baseball on tap. So uh, we're still in the thick of the fantasy hockey season, though, boys. So why don't we jump uh, right into the, you know, hop onto the ice here, talk about some some of the features that my bookie offers. Uh, the one thing that's really nice is you can bet on futures, kind of something you can do like in Vegas, you know. Um, I know, Biebs, uh when you guys went, didn't somebody bet on uh, Vegas making the playoffs? Uh, yeah, a friend of ours actually put, he put a 20 down on it. And um, at Vegas, not not making the playoffs, it, it was to win the whole cup. Um, and he actually, he found his ticket yesterday. And I believe his twenty dollars would pay him out just a little bit over a thousand dollars. That's hilarious. Odds. And uh, and pretty hilarious because when he when he originally did the ticket, I remember looking at him being like, "Man, like you are just giving them money." Um, but now now everything's open, so uh, that's taught me that I'm just gonna throw cash around on my bookie. So it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. It's it's kind of fun, a fun way to bet. Uh, obviously, you got to wait a little bit for your payout, but the payouts are massive. Uh, so you can bet on things like who's going to win the division, uh, each division, who's going to win the conference. You can even bet on which two teams you think will meet up in the Stanley Cup Finals, and then who's going to win the finals. You can bet on all sorts of things. So uh, we went ahead, kind of scouted my bookie out, and picked our favorite futures bets, and uh, we're gonna kind of explain why, and you know maybe if we. Sw- you know, persuade you, you'll head over to my bookie and, and spend some money on it and hopefully win because, I mean, that's what we're here to do as well. So, uh, D, we'll start with you. What is your futures bet? Uh, I got the Islanders locked in, taking the Eastern Conference Finals uh, at 11-1 right now. Uh, you know, they got one of the best top sixes in the league. They've shown that over the last couple of weeks. And I'm just banking on them picking up a goalie and maybe another D-man by the deadline, uh, getting in on the money line right now before, you know, starts to get a little tighter. Um and yeah, you know, Tavares is going to outdo Stamkos in, in the playoffs. And uh, other than that, East Crawford's looking pretty weak this year. So uh, I like the odds at 11-1. Yeah, because you know that their odds are definitely going to go up the second they acquire like a remotely capable goaltender. Yeah, exactly. It's at this point, they have, right now. They have th- uh, two number threes on their roster by the looks of things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Biebs, who do you like uh, as a futures bet right now? Uh, for me, I, I decided to just, you know, go for gold and uh, and shoot for the stars and just go with Nashville winning the cup. Um, and that is at um, plus a thousand odds. And just for me, it's it's pre- it was pretty much a no brainer. Um, Nashville shared the same odds as Vegas um, to win the cup on the on the betting line. And we're actually um, um, even better odds than Washington winning the cup. Um, and I like Nashville more than I like Washington because Nashville has proven that they can actually get it done in the playoffs last year. Um, they're ready to uh, to avenge that. And honestly, I think if they get healthy, um, they haven't been yet this year. We know our boy Ryan Ellis has been out, so huge addition. Um, just in general, you know, I, I really like Nashville this year. We've always been huge on them. And uh, and for me, those are those are some nice odds for a team that looks pretty much locked for the playoffs. Yeah, and I know that they were my pick uh, to go back to the finals and win this year. So, I mean, that would be good. I wish I would have got in on the ground floor at mybookie.ag at the start of the season. Didn't work out, but uh, definitely like them. And you know what? Next it was year. scary. You know, earlier this week, we almost thought that Nashville would be without their entire top line for a second there when Ryan Johansson left the other night. But he's in the lineup tonight, so that's good. They're only down Forsberg and Arvidsson, which is never ideal. But uh, it doesn't sound like either one of them will be out too, too much longer. I know Arvidsson's 
still skating. You know, our uh, Forsberg just started skating. So uh, good news on those two fronts. But we'll get uh, to that a little bit later in the injury report. For me, I took the Pittsburgh Penguins at 10-1 to odds to win the Metro Division. Uh, the Penguins currently sit fifth in the Metro but they're just seven points back of the Capitals for first place. And when you look at who's in their way, uh, obviously that division's been just a bit of a, a mess all season. Like every team is good seemingly, uh, but no team is really great. Uh, it doesn't look like at least unless you're Dylan D. Berthium who thinks the Islanders are going all the way this year. Uh, but for me, the New York Rangers are a team that has been incredibly up and down all year. They can't seem to find any cohesiveness because Alain Vigneault uh, changes the lines, you know, period by period. Um, the Blue Jackets, who you know, I actually think are a pretty good team, but they're definitely not the most consistent team either. Uh, they seem to be a little bit carried by the top pair of Seth Jones and Zach Rowensky, who are absolute studs. Uh, but after that, it falls off a bit, and then they rely heavily on Sergei Bobrovsky, who we all know I think is terribly inconsistent, but <laughs> probably the best in the world when he's on top of his game. Uh, then the New Jersey Def- Devils, who... I guess we're going to have to buy in that they're a playoff team, but there's no way they're better than the Penguins. And then, of course, the Capitals, who they're a pretty good team in their own right, too. But, the, I mean, they got Devontae Smith-Pelly and Tom Wilson in their top six right now. So I'm going to buy in on a team that's got Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Hornquist in their top six and uh, take them to win the division. I mean, you got to look at the firepower this team has. Uh, the Penguins have oh, the seventh-best course rate. Yeah, exactly. Matt Murray will be back soon. Jari's playing okay uh you know feeling in for him but like i said seventh best course rating in the nhl six most scoring chances for but yet they just continue to be marred by that league worst five on uh five on five shooting and save percentage this season which is just a <laughs> terrible combination you never want to be doing those two things at the same time or even just by themselves really uh so still uh you know the power play is still good enough to carry them until that five on five shooting and save percentage figures itself out so at 10 to 1 odds i absolutely love the penguins to win the metro what do you guys think i don't hate it i'm a little jealous kind of wish i would went that route but um you know i uh, i made my bet i'm gonna sleep in it yeah it's gonna be disappointing when they uh when they take the the division and then lose to the islanders in the playoffs yeah which that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> realistically all three of these bets could win we could have the penguins win the division then the islanders just run through the playoffs with their new unnamed goaltender and then the predators meet them in the finals and beat them i mean we could go three for three you never know i'm gonna buy a lot of craft dinner if that happens <laughs> just a ton of craft dinner eh yeah but before we get into the meat of the fantasy hockey content of this podcast here's just a quick word from my bookie the NFL playoffs are finally here, and I wanted to tell you guys about MyBookie.ag. They are the number one rated online sports book. With your fantasy football season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at MyBookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. MyBookie legit has odds on everything, including live betting and a brand new prop builder that you can access from your desktop, tablet, or their world-class mobile site. You can even create your own side bets with your buddies and put your money where your mouth is. The best part about MyBookie is they're super fast, no-hassle payouts when you listen to us and inevitably win. If you head over to dailyfaceoff.com and click on our latest episode, you can join MyBookie and they will match your first deposit up to 50% just because you listen to the DFO podcast. So head over to MyBookie and bet on all your favorite sports. MyBookie, where you play, you win, and you get paid. So um, let's kind of stick with it since we, I mean, these are pretty bold predictions. I wouldn't really put any money on these unless I got astronomical odds. Uh, but we've we've done this in years past. I don't know how many times these have come true. Uh, but 
we're going to go ahead and give you guys our bold second half predictions. Um, just a little bit of fun here. So, Biebs, we'll start with you. What do you think is the boldest statement you can make about the second half here? <laughs> Maybe not the boldest statement because uh, Arizona making a playoff push would probably be the boldest if I could do that. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. Um, my mind's a little bit jokes and something that, uh, that I think even the player himself would laugh about. But um, my thing is Duncan Keith <laughs> is going to finish the year at 82 games with 200 shots and zero goals. Um, for those of you who don't know, Duncan Keith currently is 45 games in. He has 105 shots on net. Um, so, yes, that's triple digits. And um, zero goals currently. So, you know, it, he's he's shooting a perfect 0% right now. I uh, And it just it seems like it's one of those years where he can't find the back of the net. So, um, you know, 30, 37 more games could happen. Probably. I hope he I hope he does what Riley Sheehan does and just goes 80, 81 games and scores in eight, game eighty two and then they the feel obligated goals. to close the rink after and make a new rink just because yeah like, the yeah, final well, goal is that the funniest thing ever the, the final Sheehan goal closed, in dude. Joe Lewis Arena guy just yeah. didn't score all year what a joke uh, but D <laughs> what's your second half bold prediction uh, equally as bold Max Pacioretty will finish the season with thirty goals. Uh, We've given Patrick a lot of airtime on this podcast this year, and rightly so. He's been a, a pretty huge disappointment in the fantasy world. He's got just 12 goals through 45 games this year, but he's got 37 games left to get 18 more goals. That's the task at hand right now. Um, he's on a career or on pace for a career high in shots. If his shot production stays where it's at, he'll need to shoot around 12.6% in order to score that 18. Um, he shot 13.1 last year, so it's certainly doable. It's not that bold. Uh, come on, Max. He's due. And, you know, looks a little bit better lately. So maybe, maybe yeah, it's Max, Max been yeah, got good. held off the score sheet last night, but uh, had a four-game streak of goals in each game. And, yeah, it's coming around, like we said. Buy low on him, and it, he's coming around. 30 goals. I just <laughs> He's just a guy that scores 30 goals every single season. So, like, to think that this is a bold yeah. prediction at this point in the season is crazy. That's why I did it. It's funny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Evgeny Malkin will lead the NHL in points in the second half. Uh, kind of goes with my futures bet because, you know, I, I really expect big things from the Penguins here in the second half. And uh, Malkin's really looked like a man hurt. possessed over the last month and a half. Uh, dating back to December 1st, he has 26 points in his last 21 games, which is tied for first in the NHL over that span. Uh, the Penguins are not as deep as they usually are or have been, I should say, in years past. Uh, so they need the big dogs to carry them. And uh, especially on the power play, they've seen, you know, Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel just been clicking lately. Oh, yeah, the big dogs um, have been, yeah. But here's why it's really a bold prediction. Because as long as Malkin can stay healthy, and that's why this is bold, because that's a massive if. Uh, I like him to lead the league in points down the stretch. But... Like we've talked about before, they're a team that if they got a couple bumps and bruises, they normally play it safe and sit these guys. But, yeah. the, you know, when you look at the standings right now, they may not have that same luxury this season. So uh, if you can stay healthy or, you know, at least remotely healthy, I think Malcolm has a good chance to, uh, you know, carry the torch in the second half. And, uh, I mean, usually, again, not that bold, but it's been kind of a weird season where some, some unknown names have stepped to the forefront of, of the, uh, the league leaderboard. So, um, mm-hmm. speaking of guys that have been playing well, we should probably take a look at some guys who haven't been playing as well. <laughs> um, so this is a, you know, usually a fan favorite segment, uh, cut bait 
is what we like to call it. Uh, and D, we're going to start with you. Uh, we're going to take a look at players in 10 team leagues and players that would be uh, owned in 12 team leagues. And we'll give you one of each, guys, that we're just, you know, not ready to wait on anymore, ready to cut bait with. So D, starting with you, who you cut bait with? Uh, I, I guess I'll start with the 10 team league. I, I feel like whenever we do this segment, I always end up settling on a couple defensemen because for whatever reason, they kind of just hang around in the high, the high owned uh, more so than forwards do. Um, but I'm going with Jacob Truba. It's been a disappointing season for Truba. He's got just 18 points in 46 games. To me, you know, it's really starting to seem like his game just doesn't really possess that offensive flair that everyone had him pegged for. He's never had more than 33 points in a season. Um, his ice time is down to a career low 21 minutes this year. The Jets run four forwards on each of their power play units now, so uh, kind of as a result, I guess, Truba can't get a sniff of power play time. He's behind both Bufflin and Myers in that regard. Um, and then at even strength, he, like really, he's been no more effective than his D partner, Josh Morrissey. So I just have no reason to imagine this year getting any better for Truba. I think he's droppable in all formats and certainly 10-team leagues. Yeah, mine, you know, I might as well just go with my guy here too because it's kind of in the same breath and I did the same thing I normally look at defensemen they seem like you said their name usually holds a bit more weight but at the same time there's not I guess there's not that big of a point difference really too normally like right. when it, forwards you can see a much bigger gap uh, in terms of the guys who are on the waiver wire and the guys that are on your roster but for me and I can't believe I'm about to say this but Aaron Ekblad uh, droppable in 10 team leagues he's still owned in 74% of leagues right now uh, but he's just not getting it done he is still on pace for over 200 shots again uh, about 13 or 14 goals, and the assists just aren't there again. It's seemingly the exact same year we saw out of him last year, except with a little bit, uh, he's a little bit more healthy this year. But it's just not good enough uh, for 10 team leagues, and he still seems to be sticking around. At this point, there's no power play production to speak of. Uh, he's basically a 15 goal, 15 assist D man this season, and uh, you can kind, of, I, you can kind of find those 30 point D man anywhere. I mean, the 15 goals is still something worth holding on to, but with just 15 assists, it's just not doing it for me. So in 10 team leagues, there's got to be better options out there. Beebs, what are you thinking? Uh, for me, I, I decided to uh, to attack the team that I think is going to make to the Stanley Cup and win, um, and that is uh, Ryan <laughs> Johansson out there, who is, uh, I believe he's currently, I should have this number, but I think it's 76% owned um, across Yahoo leagues. Johansson this year has five goals, 26 points through 40 games. Um, so he's, he was in and out of the lineup a little bit for a bit there um, with, with an injury might be lingering a bit, but for me, Ryan Johansson, you know, he's just five goals through 40 games. is just, I, I can't have that on my fantasy team. Um, that uh, he only, the reason that he has five goals for one is he only has 59 shots on the year. So just barely over a shot per game. Um, again, another thing I don't want on my fantasy team, he's on pace just to hit over a hundred shots. And for those of you that, don't remember five minutes ago Duncan Keith had over 100 already this year from the point um so I, I need a lot more production from him and uh this will actually be the first year in three years that he'd get over 100 shots too so um shows you know he's not really going to change what he's been doing he's a great assist guy um he's had he's had big years the last couple of years but but nothing that really seems to warrant the type of respect that he gets nothing against Ryan Johansson it's just um it's just people seem to value him as a top center and that's exactly what he is. He's a strict center, which is another reason why I'm ready to drop him. Um, there's, it just seems this year there's so many strict centers and ones that are doing, doing pretty phenomenal. Um, and ones who are not playing alongside Kevin Fiala and Kelly Yarncock for the next little bit, um, which is what Johansson's doing. So, so for me, um, I, I just, I got to get rid of him. 
the uh, the career stats. He's just not the 30 and 33 guy we saw him in Columbus in his second year anymore. Um, he's proven that he's a uh, you know he's a setup guy, and uh, and Nashville's never really been a team that's had an an over a point per game score. I I, I can't even think of one in the last 10 years, and I don't think he's going to change that. So for me, I'd, I'd take um, I'd rather have a winger who's going to put up a couple more goals, maybe a little bit less assists, but. Um, but I'd rather have someone that I can put on both slots of the wing and not just up the middle. So for me, Ryan Johansson's losing a lot of uh, a fantasy respect. Yeah, and Johansson, one of my favorite players, love the guy, but just does not shoot the puck anymore. Yeah, at I all. need some it's shots. terrible. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think that comes a bit with the territory when you're playing with the likes of Philip Forsberg and, and Victor Arvidsson, who are two guys that like to shoot the biscuits. So uh, he tends to defer. Uh, more often than he, you know, I guess it's the spot he's in, and that's why he still has 21 assists at this point in the year. But uh, like you look at Arvid's in 131 shots, and I think Forsberg's just over 90. So it kind of comes with the territory. But I might as well jump right into the 12 team because I'm sticking with the same team, and I absolutely love the Predators. And I think Matthias Ekholm, 55% owned, is a great defenseman. I really do. Uh, his underlying numbers are excellent. He plays an insane amount of minutes. But there are just too many mouths to feed on that Predators blue line. Yep. Uh, they got you know Ryan Ellis back, like you kind of talked about earlier there, Beebs. And now Ekholm is the clear number, you know, number four in the pecking order in terms of uh, defense points, I should say, in in, in Nashville. So uh, not to mention he's also been held pointless in twelve straight games. So he's riding <laughs> a tremendous cold streak at the it's same crazy. time uh, with Ellis coming back. Uh, he's still gonna play. Uh, big minutes at even strength. He is still featured on the power play unit next to P.K. Subban. Uh, So, I mean, he's still going to see big minutes, but I just don't see there being any way that uh, he he gets back to that production we saw out of him two years ago. I just don't see him out producing somebody like Ellis or, or Subban or... Roman Yossi so too many mouths to feed I think there'll be other defensemen out there who see uh you know similar minutes uh I'll get to a guy later who plays just around the exact same amount of minutes as Matias Ekholm who I'd rather have on my fantasy team so uh D back to you 12 team who you cut and bait with uh this one was easy Brent Seabrook 49 percent it really surprised me you know I I just can't imagine why Seabrook would still be 49 percent owned at this point three cups um (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you know uh how, how many times has he been healthy in the last week so he, he's got 12 points in 45 games averaging a career low 19 minutes a night uh, and yeah his playing time just continues to diminish just 15 minutes a night the last two weeks and of course you know he was healthy against ottawa too um no power play time in sight right now and i think even if a spot opened up just based off what quenville's done so far this year you'd imagine forsling would get the spot over seabrook um so there's just no upside here He's not giving you any production right now. Um, no reason to believe it's going to get any better, and he like really just should not be owned under any circumstance. <laughs> yeah, no. Tell him like I it believe is. he's about to get the Wade Redden the Wade Redden <laughs> treatment, where it's you know your contract's so big, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna bury you. Um, but um, since we're going with with older names um, that participated participated in the Olympics a couple years ago, um, I'm gonna do my drop, and that's Ryan Kessler. Um, <laughs> As people know, he Ryan Kessler was hurt to start the year, um, and it kind of seems like something might be lingering right now. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a rumor mill, but um, past couple of days on Twitter there was some concern 
Um, I believe he left early the other night, Brock, you could confirm that. Um, but he left early, um, and with the same type of injury that he's, that's been lingering him all year. And for me, that is scary for Ryan Kessler. Um, he just doesn't hold the same, the same value that he did, um, that he used to hold, especially after this injury. He's a 33 year old player. They brought in Adam Henrique, who is a deservedly second line center, um, who basically is a young Ryan Kessler, um, in a lot of people's eyes um, with a little bit less of a scoring ability. But for Kessler, he had a huge year last year. He had 58 points in 82 games, um, which a lot of people kind of opened their eyes, made them want to, you know, have this guy on their fantasy roster. But even still, um, since he's come to Anaheim, he's really only averaged about 50 points per year through his three years, uh, which is kind of bottom of the fantasy roster as it is. Not to mention, as I said, he's coming back a little bit slow. So a player who's come back slow isn't going to quite get the minutes that they might usually get during the year so for the next couple weeks kessler might only get 14 15 minutes a game which i don't like as someone who's already going to give me bottom of the line production with his regular minutes so for me um if you if you held kessler on your ir all year maybe just hold on to him for another week just as like a you know like hey hey man thanks for staying around thanks but, for your uh, service yeah but uh but yeah other than that i just i, I don't like him um he's another strict center uh, i i freaking hate strict centers this year it's uh because they're everywhere um so for me, uh, Kessler's just the guy to like go four points in nine games to start the year. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just, just not looking like Ryan Kessler's year. Yeah. There's just, I think that he serves a very important role on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't really serve a very important role on your fantasy roster <laughs> on fantasy teams. Yeah, no, doesn't, not at all. Doesn't do a whole lot for me uh, in terms of fantasy value. But uh, that's the end of the first half for us. Uh, when we get back, we're gonna take a look at the injury report, which is loaded with massive names and big news. Uh, and then after that, we're gonna take a look at the waiver wire. Uh, give you each three. Give you three players each, I should say. Uh, one that's owned under fifty percent of leagues, one under forty percent, and one under twenty five percent. So we should cover uh, basically all leagues, and there should be some of these players available in one of your leagues that you can take a look at, compare him with your roster, and either your roster is so good that you don't need one of these guys, or your roster is you know in need of a player like this. So enjoy the blue stones. We'll see you guys back here in sixty seconds. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. Gentlemen, to season three, episode 18 of the Daily Face Off podcast, sponsored. 
by mybookie.ag for all your online gambling needs. Um, if you're looking to get involved and support the podcast at the same time, uh, follow the link. Brock, help me out. Yada, yada, yada. Brock, take it Yeah, over. so we're going to post the podcast like we always do, right on the front page of dailyfaceoff.com. And if that's how you listen to it, perfect. You'll see the link in there. If it's not how you usually listen to it, just head over to it. It's uh, in article form, and there'll be a link to follow uh, to join mybookie.ag and get 50% back uh, upon your first deposit. I'll also tweet it out from our Twitter account uh, at DFO Podcast and I'll pin it at the top of our page. So, um, back to fantasy hockey. Injury report time. Not really the best part of the show, but always uh, an important part of the show. Uh, Today, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, out of nowhere, placed on IR. He left their last game early uh, Euro Pekarainen was recalled to take his spot on the roster. Considerable downgrade. Um, today, by the time you listen to this, it'll be Friday. But on Thursday, Jake Muzzin, Ryan Johansson, and Josh Bailey all returned to the lineup. Uh, Johansson never actually missed time, but he looked like he was in danger of missing it after getting absolutely plastered by Will Carrier. Uh, looked potential <laughs> concussion worthy, but uh, now nah, he's good to go concussion protocol see you later uh not really not really fantasy relevant but uh sunny milano will miss four to six weeks with a torn oblique muscle uh so if you're in like a super deep dynasty league sunny milano not in the lineup anymore uh pour one out for your boy matt murray is out indefinitely he is back home in ontario with his family uh following the death of his father of course our thoughts and prayers with the murray family uh, terrible news. Uh, D, you kind of called this one here. Corey Crawford may miss the rest of the season with vertigo-like symptoms. Uh, second time in his career he's dealing with vertigo-like symptoms. So not ideal for Crawford owners. Uh, obviously, they're going to roll with Anton Forsberg and Jeff Glass in the meantime. But you have to think that they're going to be in the goalie market. I uh, got to think that they're going to try to spend that $1.6 million they gained by trading Richard Panic uh, towards maybe somebody like Robin Lehner, Peter Mrazek. We're not going to get into it. That's not our job. We'll let one of those crappy websites that give you bullshit rumors deal with that. Uh, Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson, lower body, was placed on IR. Doesn't seem overly serious. Just seemed like a way to create a roster spot. Uh, He should be back in the near future. He's still skating. Uh, He actually took the morning skate. People are like, how is this guy? He had to get helped off the ice. Then the next day, he took the morning skate. People were like, what a a beast. And then like two hours before game time, they're like, psych, IR. And we're like, okay, this is great. Thanks for that. Uh, But anyways, moving along. Uh... Both terrible hockey players, but uh, from the Detroit Red Wings, Justin Ablicator and Darren Helm, both out with lower body injuries, will not play on Saturday, and neither of them have timetables, and I hope they never get timetables. I hope they're out for forever so that we can see more Andreas Athanasiu because they suck and get paid a shitload. A couple more guys. Andrew Shaw out indefinitely with a lower body injury. Who cares? Victor Hedman. Whoa. Big name. Will miss three to six weeks with a lower body injury massive injury for the lightning but your boy Mikhail Sergachev Windsor alert hey. gonna see top power play minutes probably play 20 minutes a night gonna <laughs> just re- just receives a That's massive fantasy boost massive um also though this I think 
brings Anton Strallman back into the mix a little bit. Yep. Uh, he's going to be playing top pairing minutes next Strahl to Daddy. whoever they decide to put him with. And he'll be seeing power play two minutes. So brings him back into the mix for the next couple weeks. Uh, somebody to, to take a look at on the waiver wire. And Semyon Varlamov out definitely with a groin injury they don't really know how long uh they were hoping he'd be back before the all-star break doesn't look like that as we are 10 days away from that all-star break uh but i don't think they really give a shit right now because johnny bernier is on an absolute heater tearing it up just on fire but there is the injury report um some some good some bad i guess i mean some good if you're a red wing fan uh mostly bad if you're a fan of any other team that was featured on the injury report uh, but let's move to the waiver report now. And we haven't got a chance to hear from Michael Biebs Bondi here in a minute. So, Biebs, we're going to start with you, bud. Somebody and under 50% owned that you're targeting on the wire as yeah. we speak. Those people that know me know if I don't talk for like 30 seconds, I start to sweat profusely. So, I'm just dripping over here. Um, Buckets. Be, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> a little awkward here. But um, for me, my under 50% pickup is um, someone who just blows my mind, but all these guys are. But uh, Tivu Teravainen out in Carolina. Um, currently, they're pretty much number one scoring option out there. Um, one thing about Teravainen, he's, well, to start, he's 41% owned. So, that's ridiculous. Change that if he's not owned in your league. Um, he plays first line right wing. He also plays first line power play right wing. Um, so, that's. You, you guys know how much I love having guys in the top six, especially the top three. Uh, played 22 minutes last game, which is kind of a sign of things to come. Lately, he's been playing closer to about 18 or 19 minutes a game, which for a forward, that's quite a bit. As mentioned, playing top minutes. He has 35 points this year, 11 goals, 24 assists, where I kind of need Teravainen to improve. He only has 96 shots on the year, um, but I think a lot of that comes with him being moved up and down the lineup. Um, he's started to shoot a lot more lately. Um, he's shooting a little bit higher percentage than normal at 11.5 this year. Um, even if that goes down, he's still on pace for uh, for just below 60 points this year, um, which is pretty great. I like having that at the bottom of my lineup. And my favorite part about Tivu Teravainen is he plays left wing, right wing, and center in, on Yahoo, which is phenomenal to have. Um, it's like having a free flex option. Um, so go out and pick up Teravainen. He, uh, Carolina should have a better second half than they did first, even though they had an okay. Well, it wasn't great, but they should. They're a very exciting team, one that we're just kind of waiting to, to jail. And and uh, once they do, this is who's going to be leading the pack. Man, uh, before we move on, Patrice Bergeron just scored again. Like, can we just talk about how good that line yeah, is a little Boston more? Boston 1 is Oh, disgusting. my God. They are just insanity. I tweeted out a couple days ago, like, the top five, or no, I think it was top ten lines, like, in terms of 5v5 goal differential, and, like, the fact, at the time, I think they had, like, 17 goals for and one or two against, and now I think they're up to, like, uh, like, 21 and two against, like, they're just nuts. They just can't be stopped. They should be, like, $88,000 on DraftKings to match all, to stack all three of them. It's just not even fair. You're Every time hurt. you play him, you just get so yeah, many points. Like, and I just don't know why, I, dude. Like, they were fifty percent owned last night. I wanted to just cry. It was a two-game slate. <laughs> I know, but they were still fifty percent owned. I mean, they should have been a hundred. Realistically, they're so good. Ugh. Anyways, D under fifty percent owned. Definitely nobody from Boston one will fall into that category. But who are you looking at? Talking about your boy Brock Hank Zetterberg. Oh just my forty-seven percent owned. What year is this? Years 2018, and I'm on a fantasy hockey podcast recommending you pick up Henrik Zetterberg. Um, and there's a few reasons to like Hank. You know, I, I think coming fire. into here, he was you know he was slept on. He put up 68 points last year. No one wanted to talk about it. 
Um, the goals aren't there I at did. all. That's not that's not changing. Um, but you know, aside from that, he's not really that far off from what he did last year. He's on pace for about sixty points. Uh, the shots are aren't going in, but they're still there. Probably finish with a little bit less than two hundred. He still gets lots of ice time on this team, which I'm sure Brock loves over nineteen minutes a night. Uh, leaves great him in power stuff. play time as well. There's a lot of solid young talent around him. The power play isn't great, but it's okay. It's right around the middle of the pack enough where you know if he's leading in a nice time, he's going to rack up some points. A lot um, better than last year. Yeah, I, I, I just think you know he's like a guaranteed. Um, 20, 25 points down the stretch. He's got dual position eligibility, and he's available in half the leagues out there. Um, so if you need the help, take a look at Hank. Yeah, you know what? I think they might make a little bit of noise down the stretch. Like, not they're not going to be – I don't think they'll get in or anything, but I think they're going to make they're some They're going to ruin and, some stuff. Yeah, they're going to be yeah, – uh, Yeah, mainly they're going to ruin their chances at a good draft pick is what they're going to ruin first and foremost. But I, they're, <laughs> they're just like – they're not good enough to be a playoff team, but they're not – bad enough to be like in the hunt for Rossmus talent. Yeah, but I don't know. I if Zetterberg is still a stud. Like he just he, he still looks great every night and Solid. plays just so much ice time. I like it. Speaking of guys that play a lot of ice time though, Jared Spurgeon, <laughs> I said under 50% owned, but he sits at exactly 50% owned. Uh, but since since returning to the wild lineup in mid December, Spurgeon um is back since he's been back he's played nearly 24 minutes per night uh, with almost three minutes a night on the power play just huge minutes but uh, most importantly over that stretch he is tied for 15th among defensemen with eight points uh, in 14 games while averaging 2.0 shots per game and sitting sixth among defensemen in blocks uh, and also just adds you know about a hit per game or just over a hit per game so this is a guy that kind of does it all uh, I recommended uh, Alec Martinez a couple weeks ago, two guys that are very similar uh, players, and I like both of them. They just kind of, if you're in a league that counts hits or blocks, or any, especially blocks for Spurgeon, uh, he's a guy that can you know put the puck in the net, rack up points, rack up power play points, and uh, contribute in other categories as well. So if you're looking at a bottom of the roster defenseman, uh, somebody I was meant talking about dropping earlier, Aaron Ekblad or Matthias Ekholm, I'd prefer Spurgeon over both of these guys at this point. Uh, just because he literally brings it all to the table. So, Jared Spurgeon for me. But uh, under 40% owned, Biebs, who we you like? Uh, for me, it's pretty obvious choice again. Um, and Nick Schmaltz for me, um, playing out in Chicago right now. He is um, their second-pairing centerman. He plays alongside Patrick Kane and Ryan Hartman. And Patrick Kane's doing Patrick Kane-like things again this year. And uh, Ryan Schmaltz is just kind of turning into the player that Chicago drafted with their 20th overall pick in 2014. Uh, which is actually pretty high for a Chicago pick um, in 2014 to be <laughs> at 20th. It's crazy, but um, but but uh, Schmoltz has been amazing this year. Um, playing alongside Kane, he has 32 points in 41 games. That's 12 goals, 20 assists, um, 10 of which have come on the power play. And um, and this this is a team where they're always going to have a good power play, just the talent around them. And uh, Schmoltz can kind of slide in there. That adds a ton of value to him. We, we've talked about you know those kind of secondary assists and stuff like that um he, he looks like he could be a key contributor of that he's um what really impressed me about him lately is is the amount of the amount of ice time he's played um last week he had across five games he had um he had 21 minutes average which is crazy on a chicago lineup so that means that he, that's 21 minutes alongside patrick kane um anyone who's in that position is going to put up great stats he's starting to get the puck on net a little bit more only 64 shots this year um i kind of chirped johansson for having that many 
Um, but the thing is, Johansson was first line all year, um, where Schmaltz is just kind of starting to shoot now. We've seen him really pick it up lately. But um, for him to really gain fantasy value, he needs to get those shots up. But as a back-of-the-roster guy, again, as all these guys are, um, center and left wing, Nick Schmaltz, playing alongside Patrick Kane, super nice to have on a team. Yeah, I think, D, you mentioned uh, Schmaltz a couple weeks ago, or like last week, yeah. a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and he's just done nothing but, but you know, rack up points. Continue to do so, well, yeah. Um, yeah, and, but that's the thing. Like, D mentioned him, and, you know, we didn't see much of a change in his own percentage, and he's still picking up the points. So there's absolutely. He's at 30% owned right now, which is just ridiculously low crazy, for a guy yeah. with 32 points. 32 points, points games. yeah. For sure. And, you know what? The Blackhawks are playing a lot better hockey right now, too. And I think they're a team that's definitely trending upwards. Um, you know, I think their goaltending needs to be addressed, obviously, like we just said. But they're definitely a team, I think, that's trending upwards. So I like it a lot. Uh, D. Under 40% owned. Our boy, Bo Horvat. You know, we can't go more than oh. three or four shows without talking about Bo. So just getting our fix in real quick. Bo knows. <laughs> uh, Horvat, 31% owned. Didn't quite make it on the injury report. He's not that close, but he's he's pretty close. Should be back within the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, like I can't say that much more about his game. You know, we raved about him all year and last year as well, but just here to remind you, let you know he's only 31% owned, due back in the next couple of weeks, racked up 20 points, 28 games before fracturing his ankle on December 5th. Uh, once he's healthy, you can expect him to settle right back in alongside Brock Besser on the top line. Could be a huge boost to any fantasy team the second half of the season. I think stash him if you got the IR spot, obviously, but even if you don't, uh, with how close he is to returning, it might even be worth taking him on as a dead roster spot over the next week or so. Uh, but either way, uh, just way too low for a guy who's you know back within the next couple weeks. Yeah, no, it's crazy low, and crazy. Uh, I actually forgot to include him on the injury report because he was just cleared to travel and practice. So he Boom. is traveling to Edmonton, um, and he's expected to practice with the team tomorrow, which would be Friday. Uh, and it looks like his return is on the horizon. Uh, still a young kid, kind of can you know get over those injuries a little bit quicker than somebody you know older uh so it looks like he could be back sooner rather than later his his return is really pending so um maybe i didn't include him on the injury report because i knew d you were gonna bring him up uh that's what i'm gonna go with at least for now sure. but that is in, insanely low obviously there must be a lot of leagues out there with you know n- either no roster spot or ir spots i should say or very limited ir spots because that is incredibly low Bo had an you know a tremendous season going up until the point he got mm-hmm. hurt uh, you'd have to imagine he'll slot right back in with Brock Besser, who's been an absolute animal. Uh, so, I don't know. There's you know good things to come for Vancouver for sure, and Horvat should definitely be picked up in a lot of leagues. Uh, I would recommend picking him up way before the guy I'm about to mention, but this guy makes for a pretty worthwhile ad as well. Craig Smith. I mentioned him probably a month and a half, two months ago, but I'm bringing him back. 25, 25% owned. Um, he's having a beautiful campaign. Uh, he's on pace for just about 30 goals, 20 assists, and 240 shots. Can't really go wrong there for, like we always say, bottom of the roster guy. Um, he's become even more intriguing though recently with Phil Forsberg out uh, for, well, he's already missed, I think, two weeks. Expected to miss a couple more. Victor Arvidsson on IR. He's kind of questionable in the short term. Uh, but in his last eight games, Smith has three goals, no assists, but it's his 36 shots, 4.5 per game. That is so impressive. He had a game where he ripped like 11 shots, just nuts. Uh, but the most 
Yeah, and the one thing that's so nice about Smith, and I talked about this before, and nothing's changed, is underlying numbers are off the charts. Carries a 55.6 Corsi rating, an 8.7 relative Corsi to a really good team. And his on-ice shooting percentage is just 7%, so there's definitely room for a few extra helpers here in the second half. But like I said, still on pace, 30 goals, 20 assists, and 240 shots. Uh, You know, really cannot go wrong when you're adding a guy uh, which would be available in, you know, even 14-team leagues probably. I mean, 25% owns nothing. So uh, I like Craig Smith um, in the short term, obviously, with, the, you know, the injuries they've got. But also we've we talked about it right after the uh, Kyle Turris trade, how he's shown really good chemistry with Kyle Turris as well. So uh, I like him moving forward even, even once they start to get healthy again because uh, he's not going to be the guy losing minutes. It's the Cali Yarncrocks and the Scott Hartnells of the world uh, who will see a dip in playing time. Uh, under 25% owned. Beebs, back to you. Hell yeah. Um, well, I always have to choose <laughs> someone whose name I love to say, so um, so I'm deciding to do it now. Um, Timu Meyer is my uh, my under 15. Were we doing under 15 or 20? 25. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's all he's right. Four, he's 4% owned, um, which is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Under everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we're doing an under five segment, I also got my pick for it. But Timu Meyer <laughs> um, is currently playing first line minutes with uh, the two big Joes out in St. Or, wow, out in Saint, out in San Jose. Um, for those of you who don't Jose. know, that's, that's Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski. Pretty good hockey players, but um, he's playing alongside Secret them. Out. Makes a super sneaky daily fantasy play at the moment because he is very cheap, and I don't think anyone's realized that he's playing up there yet. I don't even think the coach realizes. Regardless, <laughs> though, um, he's currently getting second power play time as well as his first unit time. Um, for someone who's four percent owned, playing alongside the Big Joes, that's uh. That's absolutely crazy. Um, he's only 21 years old. He was their ninth overall pick in 2015. So for Timu Meyer, San Jose is giving him this chance, but it's not like I don't think they're going to take it from him. They expect him to be a future scorer for them. Uh, he tore up the queue when he was there. He had 51 points in 29 games. And uh, and I, I think this might be the start of a breakout year for him, which leads into maybe next year being a big season for Timu Meyer. But as of right now, if you need someone for just a nightly start, someone who's playing up there and also gets power play time is great. Great has, stream option. Yeah, absolutely great stream option. And one thing that I absolutely love about this guy is through 42 games this year, and we're talking about bottom six minutes originally before he got moved up and Bodker lost his spot in the top six. Um, but for a guy in 42 games, he has 108 shots, which is quite a bit. Um, he only has eight goals um so he's shooting about a 7.4 percent clip um and five assists so that's bound to improve i think that's more why people aren't picking him up um just the underlying numbers aren't there but he's only recently moved in this top six role and again i love anyone in that position so if you're in a super super long um or super super uh big league he makes a very nice bottom of the roster pickup or again a great daily fantasy play yeah, he uh, his advanced numbers are really impressive too. Fifty five point six course rating, three point nine relative coursey, uh, and it's obviously there's room to grow, especially playing with uh, two beauties like Pavelski and Joe. Um, it's just a uh, on ice shooting percentage of six percent right now, so definitely room for him to grow there. Uh, in the last month, like you said, averaging over three shots per game. Uh, I was being a bit of a loser a couple weeks ago. I actually think it was last week. Uh, one of the big uh, reporters from uh, San Jose. I think he works for the Athletic now. Kevin Kurz, uh, one of the best in San Jose. He tweeted out something like, come on, I just need one more really good question for my you know, my Sharks mailbag. Uh, and this was kind of right when Meyer was really playing well, picking up a lot of points <laughs> on that top line. I was like, is it too early to start calling him Joe Meyer since he's fitting in so well on that top line? And I was just like, God, that was just so lame. But it got like, it, it like, 
out of nowhere got just so many likes on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, the, pe- the people love there, it. Man. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of yeah, it was a, it was a dad joke for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe Meyer playing with Joe Pavelski and Joe Thornton, they're just ripping it up in San Jose. So I like Timo Meyer. I just think the name Timo, like I couldn't call him Joe Meyer because Timo is such a badass name. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good line. I like him. Good, good pick. Uh, I- yeah. Yeah. Uh D, what are you thinking? Uh you know, talking about good streaming options, how about the boy, Kyle Connor? Oh um, yeah. You know, I I've mentioned Connor before and his ownership really hasn't budged. Like I I definitely mentioned him before. I don't the get it. Break. Uh and I wanna say like yeah, it was probably around ten percent and now it's up to This 18%. is like the fourth time we've this is like the fourth time we've talked about him on the podcast this year. And his know. numbers got, just have not wavered at all. Points. That's yeah, twenty eight points in forty games. Um, still playing 17 minutes a night on the Jets' top line and power play unit. Um, you know, obviously the Jets and their top line took a hit when Shifley went down on the 27th. Uh, not expected back for at least a month or so. Connor has done well in his absence anyway. He's got seven points in the eight games since. He's had a couple really big games in that span. Um, so he should continue to be a steady source of production as the season goes on. So long he's on that top line, and that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Uh, seems to be the way they're going from here on out. Um, you know, till however deep they play in April or whatever. So, so for the time being, he definitely warrants a pickup. Again, just eighteen percent own, left wing eligible guy. Um, could potentially bring you thirty points in the back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's been just outstanding uh, all season. Uh, the one thing that you know, the uh, there's been a big difference in high danger scoring chances on that line uh, when you move away from somebody like Mark Shifley to Patrick Line, who's a bit of a more outside shooter. Um, so the you know the the high danger scoring chances have gone down for them, and it's it's kind of limited uh, their overall production. But they've still been very productive even without Mark Shifley. Uh, Blake Wheeler's really stepped up. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I don't understand it. Like I, don't, I just don't understand how you could be looking through the waiver wire and want to see anything else other than a guy playing almost 18 minutes a night. Uh, doesn't shoot the puck a ton. You'd like to see that go up a little bit, but I mean, still, uh, 28 points in 40 games from a kid that's been great at lower levels as well. So I don't know what more you could ask for than a than a guy like that on the waiver wire. Uh, for me, another guy that I've mentioned in prior podcasts, I think it might have been even the exact same podcast I talked about Craig Smith the last time, but uh, Andreas Athanasiu, center left wing eligibility, 9% own. Um, basically, when I touted him earlier in the year, it was like iffy if he was going to see the minutes that he deserves because Jeff Blaschel's a donkey. I think that's a direct quote from that episode. Uh, <laughs> but in his last eight games, AA has averaged 20 minutes and 29 seconds time on ice per game, which is just outstanding. Uh, by far the most of his career. And in that time, he's turned in five goals, four assists, and 32 shots in eight games. The production has been off the charts. And when he's playing this much, he should continue to see that kind of production. Um, and obviously, if he keeps producing... There's just absolutely no way you can take that kind of ice time away from him. Him and Dylan Larkin are both just absolute speed demons, um, and they really put the pressure on the opposition, and they've looked really good together. Uh, and it doesn't really matter who that third line mate is. Uh, when it's Thomas Tatar, their numbers are okay. When it's Anthony Mantha, their numbers are insane. Um, so as long as Athanasiu and Larkin are playing together, they're going to put up points, especially when they're playing 20 minutes a night. Oh, yeah. um, and Larkin's been seeing that kind of ice time all year. So as long as Athanasiu's kind of tied to his hip, we're going to continue to see him play 20 minutes a night. And 
like I said, the production, like, come on, nine points and 32 shots in eight games is just unreal for a guy that's just 9% owned. So uh, I would pick him up for sure and just pray that Blashill doesn't do something boneheaded and just, I don't know, you know put him back on the fourth it. line. Sorry, go ahead, D. Yeah, I I think he might be gone. <laughs> did, did we lose Dylan? I think he just decided to key out. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's all right. The episode's over anyway. He probably had something really important to say, yeah. but uh, his internet and... is known to cut out for the listeners who are like, "What is he dead?" He, he's alive. no, he no, he's still alive. He'll probably pop back on in the next thirty seconds and ruin the end of the episode. But anyways, uh, that's the end of season three, episode eighteen of Daily Face Off podcast. We're going to throw it over to the Blue Stones, but before we do, just remember to check out our brand new sponsor, mybookie.ag. And if you want to get involved, spend some money on the site, hopefully win some money uh, and cash out really quickly, like we said earlier in the episode, uh, mybookie.ag is the place to do it. So head over to dailyfaceoff.com where you can find a link under our podcast post and sign up and get your uh, deposit matched up to 50%. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here next Thursday. See you guys. Peace. the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 